Hello and welcome to season two of the Coming Down to Earth with Spirit podcast with me, David Hale. Like with season one, we will continue talking about all things spiritual in a real and down to earth way. So I hope you can join me on my podcast journey so you can learn from my own spiritual journey and experiences with spirit in order to help you on your own spiritual journey and development. So join me now as we get into this episode. Hello everybody, I hope you're well. Thank you very much for tuning in to my little podcast and I hope you've been enjoying the episodes so far. Now in this episode, I wanted to touch on platform mediumship in the aims of giving tips to those of you who are just starting their journeys with platform mediumship, maybe been thinking about it and you're not too sure about it. So this is going to be a bit of an an educational episode, I guess, based on my um, own and recent experience. Because for the past couple of years, I've been doing online demonstrations, but this year has been the first year that I've actually gone out into centres and churches and village halls, and I've done other evenings of of, um, mediumship um, with some other mediums as well. So my experience with um, the physical platform is quite fresh. So I thought, well, why not talk about it? Because people do ask me about platform mediumship, you know, what's it like? Is it nerve wracking? How do you get started? And all that stuff. So I want to talk about that just to help those, again, help those of you who are starting that journey for yourself. But let's start talking about or explaining what is platform mediumship. So platform mediumship is basically where you are demonstrating your mediumship to an audience of people. So it's not a one-to-one, a private reading. It's where you're demonstrating to an audience, as I say, to an audience, whether that be in a church, in a center, maybe it's in a theater, maybe you're doing just an evening of, of mediumship somewhere else, but you're demonstrating your mediumship ability. So you, you're going out onto the onto the platform, if you like, or if you refer to a, a spiritualist church, you're talking about the, going onto the rostrum. So you're standing up on the stage, on the platform, in front of the um, congregation, giving your your demonstration. So that's what we're talking about. Now, people ask, is that um, a scary thing to do? And the answer is yes. <laughs> So when I first started developing as a medium, I didn't develop to be a platform medium. I just developed to be a medium because I wanted to help people um, through their through their grief, connecting with their loved ones in the spirit world, whether it be through one to ones or little group, whatever it might be. But I didn't go into it going, oh, I'm going to train to be a platform medium. But there was some point during my development where I thought, you know what, maybe I could stand on that stage and give a demonstration of mediumship maybe I could do that but at the same time in your head you're thinking no I can't do that because how can I how can I stand on a stage and give messages from the spirit world and then you start going over all the what if that happened what if that doesn't happen what if I go blank and what if I can't deliver and what if the spirit world don't turn up so you go through all these scenarios in your head the what ifs rather than oh that could be really good or I could be really good at that as humans it's funny isn't it we always go to the negative straight away um but then I felt myself being drawn in that 
in that direction. And it really started when I created my my business page on Facebook and I was doing um, Facebook live streams where I'll be giving free readings. And then word got around and I was approached by spiritual groups on Facebook to do live readings for them. And then spiritualist churches and centers, especially during the pandemic where everything was online, had invited me to do some online services for them as well. So I had a bit of that practice under my belt before I went into physical spaces. But I also, during my training, did some open platform um, evenings as well. So that's when you go along to your church or a center or what have you and, and used at that stage of that platform to practice your platform skills. And I also practiced it during um, the closed circle that I was put into after open circle within the, uh, within the spiritualist church. And so I had some of that under my belt already. So I actually, I started with the open platforms and then it was after that, that I started doing um, live streams online and services online as well via Zoom, you know, good old Zoom. So I had some of that experience under my belt before I actually took to the physical platform, as I say, um, this year. But let's just talk about, for those of you that are thinking about doing the platform, from my perspective, how long... It, does it take to get there? Because people do ask me, like, how long should I? And I've, I asked this question at the beginning as well when I was developing and thinking about platform. I was asking, you know, how long do I need to train to be a medium before I get to the platform? How long do I need to be doing this? How long do I need to be doing that? And my advice would be to anybody is do it in your time. Take your time because platform mediumship is very different to doing a one to one. Because in a one-to-one, you're just focused on that one person in the comfort of your own home or their home or what have you. Whereas with platform work, there's a slightly different skill required for it. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But it's a whole different kettle of fish doing platform work. So take your time with it. Take your time with your development. Don't jump straight into the platform work. Because I'll tell you a, a story which another medium told me. And I'd gone to see this medium um, at the Arthur Finley College where I had a spiritual assessment. And um, the medium had recalled a story to me to help me on my path. And what she said was she knew um, someone who was trained elsewhere and uh, their mentor had said to them, I can get you out on that stage. I can get you out on the platform and put all the bells and whistles on it. And they took this student, if you like, onto the platform. They never worked again. Because that experience of standing on the platform in front of an audience of people freaked them out so much that they never worked in the field again. And so you really don't want that to happen to you because you've put all your hard work and effort into your development. You don't want something like that, an experience like that to ruin what you've achieved so far. So you need to make sure you're ready. So even if someone tells you, oh, I think you're ready, I'm going to take you out to the platform. If in your gut and in your heart, you don't feel ready to do that, then please don't. You want to make sure that you that you are doing it on your terms and that you are comfortable in that new environment. And I did my first, and I'm saying that because I did my first um, physical platform with the lovely Bill Hughes psychic medium, my fairy godfather, in April. And I've been doing them ever since, but I'm still finding my feet within it I'm still getting comfortable in that new environment of being in front of an audience of people and it can take a while to 
to to get used to it and to get comfortable with it because every single demonstration that you do is going to be different. So we need to experience different centers, different audiences, different churches in order to acquire all the experience that you can in order for it to become a little bit easier. And what I mean is they can be they can be hard in the sense that there's a lot of nerves with it. Well, at least there is with me anyway. Even before a one-to-one, I can sometimes be nervous. But even doing a pla- even if it's an online platform thing that I'm doing, like a service on Zoom, I still get nervous beforehand because we don't know what to expect, but also because we want to do our best. We also always want to deliver. And with this work, there is no guarantees. It is very much an experiment every time that we do a reading. So um, I think for me personally, the nerves will always be there. And I think that's a natural thing. It's a bit of a cliche, but nerves can be good because for me, they keep me grounded. They keep me, um, yeah, keep me on my toes. But also I try and turn that nervous energy into excited energy. And that really does help with the delivery of of a platform demonstration as well. But yeah, take your time with it. For me, it took me to get to my seventh year of development in general to get to the physical platform. But that's just my journey. I know mediums personally who may have been in a, a development circle for four years and then they're already, they felt ready within themselves to take to the platform. And that's also fine. But also at the same time, don't let anyone hold you back. If you feel ready after three or four years of development to go to the platform, then do it. But really make sure that you do feel ready. You've got all the skills in your toolbox, you know your ethics, your responsibility and all those kind of things. Now, again, we'll go on in a minute to talk about what you need or what it takes to be a platform medium, but make sure you're ready. And again, don't let anyone tell you when your time is right. And I say that from personal experience because I was having a conversation with a group of mediums a a while ago when I was like four years into my development. And this medium said to me, well, darling, it took me eight years to get to the platform. And it really did affect my confidence. And I thought, okay, am I not good enough as a medium as it is then? Because by that point, I'd been doing one-to-one readings. And people might say, oh, did it dent your ego? It's not about denting my ego. It was about the snobbery of, well, you can't be a platform medium yet because you haven't been doing it as long as I have. That's at least how my brain interpreted it. But I kind of look at that back. I look back at that and went, well, that was your journey, my darling. That's not my journey. We all learn differently at at different paces. You know, we're not learning to be surgeons here. We're learning to work with spirit. We're learning to work with what some call a natural ability. And that natural ability will unfold as it's meant to unfold. So again, take your time with it, do it on your terms and when you are ready. But my advice would be don't just jump straight into it because it's not as easy as some people might make it look. But what is the best way to train as a platform medium? Well, there are multiple ways that you can do it. So the first thing I'll I'll talk about is what I've already mentioned, which is open platform. So many churches and centres will have an open platform evening where you go along to the church or the centre and um, there will be an audience there. Of course, you need an audience to work with, but they should have the awareness of they're there 
to kind of help the person develop because if you haven't got an audience, as I say, you've got no one to read for. So they're aware that you're just having that time to just practice. You're not necessarily a fully fledged medium yet, but it gives you that experience of standing up in front of an audience and delivering what you what you can. All right. So it's not an evening of mediumship is an open platform. Now, some churches and centres may do them online as well. So you may see some advertising online open platform. They're also fine to do because, again, you're getting used to speaking to an audience of people rather than doing your one to ones. Now, is one better than the other? I I don't know. I experienced both. So as I say, I did do open platform in the church, in the centre. I did a few of those. And I also then did them online as well. Now, I... W- <laughs> The benefit of doing them in a church straight away is that you're you're putting yourself in that physical space you, where you've got people in front of you. There's no barrier. It's just you and it's them. And you're, you're, you're slightly out of your comfort zone because you're not in your own home doing it. You're on a, st- on a stage, a platform, whatever it is you want to call it. And so it's not being thrown in the deep end, but you're straight away, you're getting that experience of being in a physical space, which can be more scarier than doing it online. So that's one benefit of starting out in a physical space. Now, doing it online works as well. And doing it online, the benefit of doing it that way, like through Zoom, what have you, is it kind of eases you in a little bit because you're in the comfortability of your own home at your desk or your dining table or wherever you are. So you've got your home comforts there and you also want a screen. Now, although you can see people, it's still a bit of a barrier because although you've got people watching you, you're not there physically. So the energy feels different. So when you're in that, say, when you're in that church or that centre, you've got the live energy of people in front of you. So it feels very different to doing it online. It still works online, um, but the energy is very different. But yeah, doing it online, it might ease you in. You might be able to build your confidence doing it online. And, you know, I had many mediums say to me, well, if you could do it online, David, you can do it in a church, in a centre. And although it makes logical sense, it's again, it's not that simple because you're leaving the comforts of your own home. You're leaving your comfort zone to go out where you can't hide. You know, sometimes you can hide behind a screen, again, because it's comfortable. But when you're live in the flesh on that platform, there is nowhere to hide. <laughs> so you've got benefits of doing it both ways. You've got the comfortable way or you've got the slightly non-comfortable way but it gives you that experience straight away. Again, for me, I experienced both. So before I went onto the physical platform this year, again, I still had a couple of years worth of experience of doing it, but just on in an online way. And that does, it kind of did give me a little bit of confidence, although having said that, I still, as I say, get very nervous. <laughs> when I'm doing it online, I'm in a physical space. Um, so yeah, so it's really up to you how you want to, how you want to, to develop that. And actually, do you know what? Sometimes being thrown in the deep end can work as well. <laughs> Not for everybody, I have to say. Uh, I'm only saying that because for myself, uh, when I did my first, very first physical demonstration this year in April, as I've, as I've said a couple of times, it was with the lovely Bill Hughes, psychic medium, who basically told me I was doing it. <laughs> I'd worked with him online a couple of times. He's seen the work that I do um, through online services and Facebook streams and all that kind of business. He knew how, what my mediumship was like. And he he knew he was guided by spirits to give me a, 
kick up the arse basically to get myself onto that physical platform because again we can be quite tentative with it because it's a very different experience and although you want to do it you kind of hold yourself back because it is a scary thing and if it wasn't for Bill saying to me right I'm doing I'm working at this center pick a date we're doing it together if it wasn't for that I wouldn't have done it. So to an extent, I was not necessarily throwing, no, throwing the deep end sounds quite strong, but it was that push that I needed. But the throwing the deep end was when the audience was over 90 people. <laughs> so if my first ever demonstration, it wasn't 20 people or 30 people. No, it was over 90 people sold out event that we did. So <laughs> that part was the, was the throw me in a deep end. It wasn't like I had a little audience to get used to and build up. It was no, here's your big audience straight away. And, you know, spirit was saying like, get on with it. And, you know, and, and touch words or the words I can find, it worked out really well. And we've worked together since then as well. So sometimes that does that does work as long as you're aware that if you are thrown in the deep end that you know in yourself that you can swim and you're not going to sink because sinking is where well that feeling of sinking is what's going to affect your confidence and you really need the confidence to do this platform work which leads me on to my next point and that is what do you need to be a platform medium from my perspective, right? There's just a few things I thought of. So confidence is one of them. Now, look, yes, you can fake confidence, but I just feel you do need to have a slight confidence about you to to do it. Because people, when they're looking at you, when you're delivering an evening of mediumship, people need to trust you. So you need to be able to show some kind of confidence. And having said that, I... this is me in general, right? This has been throughout most of my life where I'm really nervous before I do something, but when I'm doing it, I don't show the comfort. I don't show the lack of confidence or the nerves. And people say to me, that was really good. Were you nervous? And I would say, yeah. And they'll say, oh, we didn't show it. That's quite a compliment to me because obviously we're not aware ourselves of how we necessarily come across. Even going back to my gymnastics career as a kid, I was a competitive gymnast and before each competition, I would throw up. <laughs> but when I got onto the floor or the, the, the vault, whatever I was doing, I those, those nerves wouldn't show and I became a, a gold medalist and a national champion. So it's that kind of thing that you've got to think about as well. It's not letting the nerves get the better of you. And um, it's not necessarily putting on a front, but it's showing that you are capable of being on that stage and you deserve to be on that stage or platform or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, So yeah, confidence does come into it. And sometimes that can take a little while to build up. And I'm still building up doing now. I've done, I don't know how many demonstrations I've done now, physical ones, I can't remember, but I'm still building up that confidence um, of doing it as well. But I think that'll always be there for me personally anyway. Um, what else do you need? Presence. So when you're on a physical platform for any type of stage work that you're doing or platform work that you're doing, whether you're a dancer or a singer or whatever it might be, you have to have a stage, you have to have a stage presence. And I feel that's important because if you do have 90 people sat in front of you, like I had um, when I worked with Bill, you have to have the presence of people, again, having that confidence in you and your ability because you have this presence you're not that stood there timid and shy but you're stood there you look like you're in charge but also the presence to keep everybody engaged even though you're reading for only one 
person. So you still need to have that presence in order to be able to engage the people in the audience that are watching you and not having people fall asleep or get their phones out or pick their nose or whatever it might be. So you do have to have some kind of of presence as well but that does come with experience it comes with confidence it comes with time and I'm still trying to master that as well not that I think I'll ever master it but you know what I mean you do have to get to a place where you go right I've got this I know what I'm doing I'm comfortable here I'm confident here but again it does take time and experience to to build up to um what else well the want to do it to do platform, you have to want to do it. It has to be something that you really feel is that you're, I don't want to say it's a calling because a mediumship in general, you could term that as a calling, but you need to feel like it's a space where you, are, which you're comfortable in, which you're, you're excited about, which you feel passionate about. If you stand on a platform not wanting to be there, that's going to show in you as a person, but it's also going to show in your mediumship because your mediumship will be affected. And we know that because if we understand the mechanics of mediumship, your mind has to be in a good place to be able to connect to spirit and deliver that evidence and those messages. So if you're stood up there not wanting to be there, that's going to affect everything and people are going to see that so you really have to want to do it as well what else oh well of course your mediumship your mediumship in general needs to be at a certain level right so if you're still getting comfortable with mediumship in general you still feel like it could be improved work on that first before you take it to the platform because again if you stand on that platform and you feel like you're sinking or you feel like you're really not good enough that really can set you back within your confidence and it can really um be detrimental to your development as a platform medium so just make sure within yourself and be honest and real with yourself and question is my mediumship good enough to take it to an audience would I feel comfortable getting up on that platform and delivering this evidence and these connections with the spirit world and if we're not ready at that time we're not ready at that ready at that time the platform isn't going anywhere it will be there for you when you're ready when you when you feel ready to take those steps if you want to take those steps because it's important to say not every medium is a platform medium some people are not comfortable in public public speaking delivering those messages to an audience on an audience basis some people are just not built for it and that's okay if you're only meant to deliver one-to-ones or do small group readings that's absolutely fine because you're still helping people you're still doing your job you don't have to go to the platform if you don't want to so it's completely up to you Now, lastly, a big thing that I'm passionate about is ethics and it's knowing your ethics and it's knowing what your responsibilities are, not just as a medium in general, but especially when you're going onto the platform, because when you're doing a one-to-one reading, you can be more personal. You can spend longer time with a person. Whereas on platform, sometimes you have to be very careful what we say publicly because it can be quite a personal thing to the person you're reading for. They, although they're there to get a reading, they're maybe not there to have the whole life story or have their, old, their dirty washing you know, spoken about in public. So we have to have the awareness of what we can say, how we say things, how we present. And if you don't have that awareness, it can actually be dangerous because... When you when you're doing any kind of reading, whether it be a one to one or a platform demonstration, people are people who are vulnerable, who are going through 
early stages of grief or what have you, they will hang on to your every word. So we have to be very aware of what we say and how it comes across. You know, for instance, we don't, um, if we're on a, a platform in a church or a centre or what have you, we don't stand up there effing and blinding. We save that, you know, to your personal life. We don't stand on stage doing all that. Even if a spirit person's coming through and they're swearing because that's who they were as a person, we just let the, you know, the audience member know, okay, this person's, they're a bit blue. They've got a bit of bad language, haven't they? Um, we don't have to say the words that they're giving us, right? So it's just something, that's just a really simple example, but it's things like that that we have to be aware of. We have to be aware of, you know, certain details we might receive from spirit. If someone comes through talking about, a suicide, for example, we don't have to go into detail about how they took their own life. We just we just reference, okay, I feel they took their own life. The person understands it. That's fine. Move on. Even if the spirit are giving you all the detail, you don't need to go into all that because the last thing you want to do is distress someone, someone whether it be in a one-to-one or in an audience, right? So we just have to be very aware of um, what we're saying. Now, that might sound obvious, right? So for me, no, I, I, it's common sense that we don't say certain things or we put things across in a certain way. And many people have told me that when they've seen me doing a, a physical demonstration, they've commented how responsible I was with how I said something and what I gave across. And for me, that's not rocket science, but not everyone has that. I have seen some mediums on platform who have delivered something in such a negative way or they've talked about detail which actually is actually quite distressing not just for the person they're giving the reading to but for other people in the audience who start turning around looking at each other because of the graphic detail that's been given by that medium so although we might think it's common sense for some people it's not so you need to make sure that you understand the ethics around what we do again not just as a platform medium but as a as a medium in general as well and I'm really passionate about that because I, I hear horror stories. I have clients of my own that come to me that have had a reading from someone else and have come to me really distressed because of what that medium has said to them. And some of these things are horrendous things. I won't go into details about them, but I think, why are they working as a medium? Why are they saying things like that to people? Because mediumship should be uplifting people, helping people to have a bit of peace and healing, not to leave them feeling distressed and fearful that's not why what we that's not why we do what we do so i may go on about that a bit and i've also written about that in my book as well but it's just something that i'm passionate about but anyway i feel that's all i wanted to talk about in this episode so i hope it does help those of you who are thinking about going onto that platform who are who may be newly on that platform journey as well and it just helps you out a little bit gives you a few tips because um, that's what this is about. This is about sharing my knowledge and helping you guys listening as well. But that's it. As usual, thank you very much for listening to this episode and the podcast in general. Look after yourselves and I'll speak to you all soon. Well, there you have it. That's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard and you found it interesting. There are plenty more episodes to come, so stay tuned and I'll speak to you all soon.